This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Zucchino Weeks in studio. Scully in studio. The whole team, the gang's all here in a very hot summer in the T-Dot. And we don't complain about the heat. We complain about the cold. We comment on the heat. Good morning, Bob. You played golf yesterday. I did. I got out early, though. You guys were in the heat of the middle of the day. What are they? What's the old saying? Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the noonday sun. <laughs> in the midday sun. Anyway, uh, yeah. No, I played early. Played with our good pal Dave Poulin. Yes, you guys had a good time out at Weston. Had a good time with Poulin. I've, he's been a member at Weston for a long time. I've been a member at Weston a long time. That's the first time we've played together. Really? Nice and day, though. Now, get out. You said the greens, tickety-boo. Greens are spectacular. Really? Maybe the best I've seen them, and they're great greens there usually. Well, but. you guys always have like I, back in the day, like when I was when I was a young boy, <laughs> the two fastest set, sets of greens in the city, hands down. And I'm talking late '80s, early '90s. Okay, when I was like a late teenager, and then into my early 20s. You know, when I actually could play the game of yeah, golf yeah. as opposed to talk about <laughs> the game of golf. The two fastest sets of greens in the city were always Weston and West of Young Street, and Cherry Downs Cherry East of Young Street. Do you exactly remember that? Right. Back? Exactly right. So, uh, I mean. Pooley yesterday, here's an example. So Pooley yesterday on the third hole, which is a par five, green is pretty severe from back to front. And so he was just off the uh, just off the fringe. So he putted it with his first shot, and his next shot was about a 30-yard wedge shot. <laughs> right down the front, off the green, down the hill. First time I'm ever playing Weston, I'm 16 years old. Maybe 17. And Al Gooch, who was our general manager yeah. of Dynamic Golf, who was a member at Weston at the time. You know sure. Al. I know Al very well. He brought myself and Dave Hempstead. Uh, and I forget who the fourth was. He brought us out to Weston. And I get up on the first tee and I pipe a drive. And I hit some type of mid-iron. Can't remember what it was. In my mind, for some reason, it's an eight or iron or a seven iron. I don't know. Uh, and I hit it to about 15 feet. Above the hole. And he says to me, I'm like, you know, strutting down the fairway like a peacock. And he says to me, that's too bad. I go, what? Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. And I've never played there before. Never been above the hole at Weston. Yeah, that's right. I don't have to tell you what happens after that. There's a good three putt. The whole day goes off the rails. Yeah. Now I can't. Now I'm shaking over everything, right? It's, so it was a great time. It's tough. Good time. And you guys had a good day. You I was going to say, Bray. I want to thank uh, Martin and Justin and everyone for having us out at Cedar Bray. That uh, Scully, myself, and uh, Chris McKee were out there. And we had a great time. Course is in awesome shape. Boy, was it hot out there. Yeah, smoking day. Yeah. Oh, course was in great shape. We put uh, we put a little video together for social media that nice. we, we got coming out. But uh uh, Scully and I were holding on for dear life out there with our golf games. <laughs> Decent fronts. Man, we got on the, a bad train on the back. But, but now, uh, listen, i got to tell you, producer mm-hmm. Adam Scully walked in here this morning and said words that I've never heard him say before. He yeah. says, you putted really well. <laughs> What's well, up with that? I have completely lost my golf swing, but I'm <laughs> I'm putting well. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, and we actually haven't gotten into the story on the air yet. I guess, but I, the the yips are gone. I figured wow. out the yips. I figured out the yips were in in the top hand instead of the lower hand, and that changes everything. And that is the key. If anybody out there has the yips or is struggling with their putting, feels twitchy, feels nervous over putts, you don't automatically go to a pencil or a claw or things like that. It could help you, but if your if your twitch or your yip is in your top hand, all those grips you see on TV are not going to help you. You got to figure out first where your yip is. 
Uh, I figured it out. It was in my top hand. And that, once I figured it out, it took a while. Then I figured out, okay, then they'll, they'll, I got to change the way I think about putting. I have to have lower hand putting strokes where and as soon as I did it, it was gone. I, my, my right hand is not even in the equation Most chips, I understand, are in that spot between your ears. Right? Yeah, well, that's it, too. But and I, also, listen, I just, I just wanted to ask you one more mm, question. No yeah, yeah, no, no. Headlines, no, but, no. But did you wake up and cry this morning? You know what? I am not. Listen, I am not the. I, I'll be the day. first to tell you that I am like a, a bandwagon jumper. I'm. I am a. a I, like if you cut me open, I bleed blue and white. Like if the Leafs, like I live and die. But I really got into the basketball this year, and it was really a great story. I thought for the city. And I probably watched more basketball in the last six weeks than I have in my entire life. Yep. And when I found out the news this morning when I woke up, I felt sad, yeah. which I was weird for me to have. Uh, I was not expecting that reaction. I, I really wasn't because I've never been invested in basketball emotionally before ever. And I think the ride was exceptional. And I woke up this morning, I got news. I honestly felt sad. Yeah, I was, I Did was you shocked. feel sad? Well, yeah, 2 a.m. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm a little sad. I'm not angry. I mean, it. I thought this would probably happen, even right. though there were some lots of rumors saying that he was going to resign yeah. and stuff. But uh, but the question for me is, uh, okay, now what? Now what do you do? Yeah. How do you replace that, right? Well, I don't think you do, unfortunately. I don't think I you don't do. I don't think you do. All right, anyway. we got lots to get to today. Uh, after we shot GTC TV this week, Bob shot up to Magna. Efforting the entire afternoon and got some great stuff. Spoke to Brooke Henderson, spoke to Lori Kane, spoke to Brooke's dad, Dave Henderson. We got it all for you on today's show. Got a Twitter poll out there. Check us out at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter. We asked you, who is your current favorite going into the Open Championship? Because for me, I can't even figure it out right now. I have no idea. I got the odds for you. We'll go through the odds, but we're only a couple of weeks away from the Open. Who is the Open favorite? We've got winners, weird, and what? Tell us your Bushnell story. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. But first, let's get to some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. For precision in any condition, visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. Yeah, Robert Garrigus, he's back from suspension on the PGA Tour. He's very open about his drug suspension, suggesting he wasn't trying to cheat. There was no cheating involved. And the PGA Tour needs to modernize their uh, drug policy and uh, realize that smoking marijuana or having THC in your system is a different violation than trying to uh, take a growth hormone or something that could be a physical advantage. Uh, where you're trying to, to maybe get a competitive advantage over the field. And Bob, he's going to speak to Jay Monahan next week at the John Deere Classic to see if he can get the dialogue started. So it's interesting because as part of his, uh, you know, part of his deal is that he was suspended even though he got, um, he was told by a doctor, he was recommended by a doctor to, to get this. You got a medical clearance, you got a medical card. Now I know some of those medical cards in the States are a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, Fudgy. sketchy. Yeah, exactly. Fudgy. Uh, sketchy, but um, and I don't know where it sits on WADA because that's basically where the PGA Tour gets its drug policy yes. from the World Anti-Doping yes. Agency because it's for Olympics, Olympics, right? Yeah, and I don't know if that there if it's really on there. And certainly the needle is swinging, as we know here in Canada, the needle is swinging back towards legalizing things in mm-hmm. the states as well. Um, but uh, I don't know. It'll be an interesting conversation. Interesting to see what happens. With him going forward, I can't imagine uh, Jay Monahan's just going to say, "Okay, let's change it right now." But what if What if Jay rolls a fatty right there in Edgewater? <laughs> what about we'll get that? Get back to that. They're going to play that golf course in, uh, in Ottawa, right? The Rolling Greens. That's it. Yeah. Podrick Harrington, interesting. Podrick Harrington, basically 
Echoing the statements of Mark Zucchino on Golf Talk Canada, Bob, obviously uh, Harrington listens to the GTC. He does, and uh, he came out this week and sort of took a, I don't want to say he took a shot at, at Tiger, but he questioned his scheduling, saying <laughs> that really to be able to win the Open Championship, you have to come over, you have to play links, you have to get your clubbing down, you have to kind of figure out things that have how to do it, how to play in the wind, what shots you're going to play. You know, you know, I think Tiger probably knows that. He's mm-hmm. got his name on that Clary yeah. Jug a bunch of times. So I think he does kind of know it. And it's kind of interesting for a guy like Harrington to put that out there. But as the uh, Ryder Cup captain now, yeah, that's know, maybe, right. maybe this is the first lob into the uh, enemy territory. Listen, I, I, I'm working on a new theory that Tiger Woods, once he put on that green jacket, he lost the eye of the Tiger for the remainder of the year. <laughs> it could okay? be. Season was over mentally maybe for Tiger because he's acted like that since. He's acted almost completely disengaged with the remainder of the calendar once that green jacket He has not him. looked like uh, the intense Tiger, but I imagine when you're playing in the weekend and you're tied for 43rd or 38th mm. or whatever it is, you know, you don't really have quite that drive. Well, he shows up to tournaments looking for his game Thursday, Friday, and if he makes it to the weekend, and you know, hopefully he's ready to go for Saturday. You don't win that right. way, right? Right. Very different approach, the way he approached Augusta, where he got on the ground sharp, ready to win, yes. right? But that takes effort and a lot of uh, changes in one schedule. Current open odds, 2019 Open Championship odds, Kepka and McElroy right now, current favorites at 8-1. to one. DJ and Tiger at 14-1, to one. a host of players at 20-1. to one. We'll ask you on Twitter, who is your favorite? We got the pull-up. Maybe we'll have some time a little later during Scully time. I'll find out, Bob, who your favorite is. Would you Would you take Tiger right now on those odds? Not a chance. Yeah, no. Not a chance. I wouldn't either. Uh, new playoff system for the Open Championship. They will go to three-hole aggregate. So, yeah, there used to be a four-hole aggregate. We've seen that, I think, a couple times. Van de Velde had that, uh, that famous Van de Velde. Going to make a six. Going to make a six. So it was four holes, total score, and then if it was tied, sudden death. Now they've just dropped it down to one. So now they are lined up with the PGA of America. Both the PGA Championship and the Open Championship have three holes. The U.S. Open, of course, which has to be on its own, has a Mm -hmm. two-hole, which to me is kind of useless. You might as well just have sudden death. Mm -hmm. Agreed. In my my opinion. I'd love to see them all go to three-hole aggregate. Three is good. Yeah, across the board and make that the major championship playoff system. Make sure the third hole is a par three so some guy could make a hole in one. Ooh, that'd be, cool. that'd be very cool. There you go. Yeah. You have to have a par five in there, too. Yeah. So someone has some risk reward. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. See, once again, if you and I were making all the decisions, <laughs> how many weeks do I have to say this? Yeah. And finally, the challenge tours in Czechoslovakia, Bob. Par Not six. Czechos, just Slovakia. Oh, Slovakia. Those, Sorry. I'm showing no my Czechos age again. <laughs> showing my age. Sorry. Slovakia. <laughs> such an idiot. Here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and they're playing the Russian Red Army, apparently. Yes, yeah. exactly. 783-yard uh, par 6. So this week's Challenge Tour event, which is like the Corn Ferry Tour. Yes, the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, tour which, I'm still... which used to be the Web.com Tour. You, by the way, do we have a bowl of Corn many, Ferries? Very quickly, how many names can you? How many sponsor names can you name for that tour? So Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry. Web.com. Yeah. Ben Hogan. Yep. Nike. Yep. There was an insurance company in there. There's Buy.com, and there was Nationwide. Sorry, nationwide. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> On your side. Great. I missed uh, what's the one I'm missing there? What's uh, the one you said? Buy.com. Buy.com. Completely com. forgot that. So anyway, this challenge tour event is the D and D Real Slovakia Challenge. The host mm-hmm. venue is the Panati Golf Resort. Mm-hmm. It's a par seventy two and it measures seven thousand one hundred and fifteen yards. Ooh. Pretty standard stuff. Yeah. Out there. They have threes, they have fours, they have fives, but the fifteenth hole mm-hmm. is a 783-yard par 6. Lovely. <laughs> and uh, Uphill into the wind. Yeah, that's right. The uh, the event's been played there before, and the par 6 was used in the previous edition, so it'll be interesting to see if anybody can ever hit that in, I don't know, 3? Uh, 2, 3? Maybe. Know, you hit it we'll in? see. 
Oh, well. Maybe you got to be there in three, right? I would think. Yeah. Uh, Adam Hadwin in the hunt this week. Adam Hadwin. Yeah. Hey, listen, a record for Canadians. Yes. Seven Canadians playing on the weekend. As best I can figure, that's a uh, record for a record. A Canadian golf. Seven not Canadian, Canadian flags, the right, the outside of the RBC. we got seven Canadian Opens making it to the weekend on the PGA Tour. Outstanding. And Hadwin has a chance to win. He's second right now. We're going to hear second. from him coming up next, chasing down Bryson DeChambeau. In the meantime, Bob and I are going to pour ourselves a bowl of corn fairy flakes. This is GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Everybody in the house today. It's a full family Golf Talk Canada edition here this morning as we're enjoying our corn fairy flakes. I went with the frosted. Bob's in training. He's got the whole wheat bowl going over there. <laughs> the boring ones. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> oh, there you have it, folks. So, uh, Robert, we said it before we went to break. Seven Canadians to the weekend, but one of them has a chance to win. At the inaugural 3M Open in Minnesota, Bryson DeChambeau, who's kind of been lost in the wilderness lately for a guy who vaulted all the way to, the, I believe it was fifth. He got to fifth in the world as his highest official world golf ranking after winning five times over the last year and a half. And then it just kind of went lost in the wilderness, has been gone for months, and has vaulted back now. Top of the leaderboard rounds of 66 and 62. DeChambeau, a two-shot lead over Adam Hadwin, alone in solo second. It's, uh, it's an amazing performance here by these guys. And it just, guys, you know, it's a continuation to show you how, um, how deep the talent pool is now. And these guys are playing well. And not only, like, you got Adam Hadwin at second, but not too far back down the road there. Roger Sloan, Adam Svensson, both tied for 11th. And Mackenzie, uh, sorry, yeah, Corey Connors also tied for 11th. He had a nice 64 yesterday. Um, Mackenzie Hughes is in there. Nick Taylor's in there. David Hearn, great to see David making a cut and getting a few points on the board as well for the FedEx Cup because he needs a few of those. So um, I'm, just, I'm just tickled pink to see these guys all playing really well right now. And, and you know for two guys for sure, Adam Hadwin, and Corey Connors, for sure, they are still focused on trying to get onto that president. That's uh, a team. big summer for them with some mm-hmm. big events coming, open championship, playoffs to go, and they want to land on that president's and cup. And basically, team. a year from today, a year from right now, is when they're going to decide who represents Canada at the Olympics. Olympics. Well. So I can't believe how close we are to that as yeah. well. All right, Adam Hadwin, third in strokes game putting, second in strokes game total, two off the lead of Bryson DeChambeau. Let's hear from Adam Hadwin. No, I'm in great position. Um, Playing really well again. Um, kept it in play. A um, couple bad shots here and there, but um, you know, made a made a bunch of putts again today. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to to play well and to get a few more there on the backside, get a little closer to Bryson, and certainly within striking distance with 36 to go. And there he is, certainly striking. Distance. There's a lot of golf. 36 holes, a long time. You know what I found bizarre 
uh, this morning. I always check out the win probability. Right. You know that model that the PG Tours come up with. It, it's but it's all done. Uh, it's, there's no opinion. It's right. a, it's a system, scientific thing, scientific right. system formula that calculates the win percentages. And I know we have not seen a lot of Sunday collapses lately. Uh, the chokes that we saw in 2018, we're not seeing in 2019. Guys like Nate Lashley, who you expect to like go in reverse on the weekend, are going across the, the, the finish line. Gary right. Woodland, right through the finish line. Excellent. I mean, like, the, the list is endless, right? Yeah. Uh, although 36 is a much different animal than 18, yet the win probability model has the Bryson DeChambeau, our leader, a 42% win wow. right now. That's big. That's big for 36 to go. He is first in strokes gain total, two shots over Adam Hadwin. He went out yesterday, Bob, in 29 in that round of 62. Let's hear from the mad scientist himself. Whenever I can uh, roll a couple putts in from 20 feet uh, or more, that gives you a lot of confidence with the game. And then when you're striking it well and driving it uh, where you're looking, that's uh, obviously very positive and uh, I know it's cliche to say that, but it's just what it is, unfortunately. You kind of get into a rhythm a little bit and into the zone, and it just feels good sometimes. What is it about this golf course that you like? Well, shoot, when I got onto it, I was like, man, I thought like 15 was going to or 14 was going to be the number by the week, but, no, you know, got to reevaluate now. And uh, for me, honestly, I take advantage of the par threes pretty well. I have. And also, I think the par fives did a little bit better job uh, today. You know, I shot 500 yesterday without birdie in a par five. So, you know, it shows I could have gone deeper yesterday, too. So just playing the par threes as well as I am and, and making a couple birdies in the par fives, uh, you know, I'm going to shoot deep out here. We're kind of coming up on crunch time, just five weeks left until uh, we get to the playoffs. Of course, President's Cup later this year. Do you find yourself having to focus a lot more right now? Uh, a little bit. It, me, it's it's always just about focusing on the game. If I can keep executing and doing the things that I know I can do, uh, it's eventually going to show up. And uh, right now I'm playing well in, in warm conditions, and hopefully I can keep that trend. You know what I find absolutely bizarre, Bob? Let's think about a year ago. A year ago, a year and two weeks, because we're two weeks away from the Open Championship. So just outside a year ago, there was video footage of Bryson DeChambeau at the range at the Open Championship. I don't know if you'll recall this. He was hitting it so... Do you remember that yeah. the, the, he was throwing his hat on the ground? He was yeah. out there for hours. Completely dejected. Looked like a guy that couldn't break 80. Now, he's racked up five wins around the world since that video. What a difference a year makes. And he's gone into a slump and coming back out. <laughs> yeah. Like, how long is a year in this game? And we, it's, a, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how sometimes we're so... Uh, narrowly focus on what we just saw in this business, right. and we forget what has transpired over a, a call it a thirteen month win. Flavor of the month or flavor yeah. of the week, right? You get some guy who wins, and everybody's saying, "Well, this guy's never gonna, never gonna not win again in his yeah. career." Bryson, interesting, said this week that he uh, or yesterday actually said he's made a couple of tweaks to his game. But he's not going to tell anybody what those tweaks are. Because last time he kind of re revealed the tweaks, everyone kind of went crazy and asked yeah. him about it constantly. And he doesn't want to get asked about it. So he's keeping his little uh, his, his subtle changes to himself. Tight to his lip. And, it, you know, there, if you want to talk about a guy that uh, stays in the process, you know, he's taking it to another level the way he, he views the game of golf. You know, no, I mean, like it is about as scientific and as microscopic in movement from you know, putter to driver than you'll ever see anywhere. Like, yeah. Like, could you imagine Sam Snead thinking about the game like this? <laughs> you know, exactly. Walter Hagen? Right. Never going to happen, right? <laughs> All right, Bob, on the other side, it is uh, the CP Canadian Women's Open coming in August um, to Magna Golf Club. Mm -hmm. Brooke Henderson, 
the defending champ. You had an opportunity to speak to her earlier this week. Before we go to break, uh, what was the vibe up at Magna? It was really good. You know, the uh, poor Brooke, she wanted to go out and play a few holes on the golf course, but her clubs didn't make it. You're kidding <laughs> me. No, so they were lost somewhere. So she went out and threw it around it a little bit. She has played it before. Quite a number of years ago, there was an event that she uh, she played up there before she was a big deal. But um, but uh, she was in a great mood, and, and Lori Kane, of course, was always in her great mood. We'll hear from her later yeah. today as well. That's great. Well, on the other side, we're going to hear from Brooke Henderson, who will defend that title in August. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Lots to get to still today. We will hear from Lori Kane, Winners Weird and What?, We'll update you on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. Tell us your Bushnell story. A little bit of uh, information on our Open Championship schedule as this team is traveling. Uh, but lots to get to. First, Brooke Henderson. Earlier this week, uh, Bob had the opportunity to go up to Magna Golf Club. We had our media day uh, at uh, Magna for the CP Women's Open, which will happen in August at Magna Golf Club. Brooke Henderson will be defending her title. Before we get into it, let's hear Bob and the defending champion. Anderson, it's been almost a year since that uh, majestic victory, and uh, you've obviously talked about it a lot, you've been asked about it a lot, you've thought about it a lot, but when you go back now a year, is there anything unusual that stands out about that, anything small that stands out about that win in your memory bank? Um, to be honest, I think the whole week was just so special. You know, to go out and shoot two minus sixes right out of the gate Thursday, Friday, and be so close to the top of the leaderboard come the weekend was just so exciting. And, you know, that was success for me already, you know, being at this, near the top of the leaderboard, leading the event, going into the final round. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And even if I never get back to this chance, uh, this is something that I'll remember. And then, but I also didn't want to give up on that opportunity because I knew it was a special one. So, you know, I just tried to go out Sunday and make something special happen. And something special really did happen, you know, to be able to hoist that trophy, to have my family, friends, CP, all there to support me on the 18th green. And, you know, last year was a tough year for my family, you know, losing both my grandfathers. And in Saskatchewan, you know, the humble uh, Broncos with that huge bus disaster, uh, I think it was really special for the province of Saskatchewan to have that really cool victory and to celebrate with all their fans. All right, so a year later, you're coming back to Magna Golf Club, uh, closer to home for you. What do you do for an encore? <laughs> I know, I've been thinking about that, actually. Um, but I'm really excited to be back in Ontario, a little bit closer to home, uh, to be defending champion of our National Open. That sounds really awesome. And, you know, I'm just hopefully come here, get a good strategy um, the week of, put in some good practice, get the proper rest that I need going into the event and, you know, hopefully put some good scores up on the board and put myself in, in a position where I can do something special on Saturday, Sunday. All right, since that time you've also won twice, eight and nine, the majestic number nine. Now, when you won number nine, you were talking about being nervous coming down the stretch and I wanted to ask you, 
Were you nervous because it was just in the situation you were winning a tournament, or was the ninth victory on your mind? <laughs> yeah, definitely on my mind. Uh, you know, I love that Meyer LPGA Classic. It's really a special event. You know, I won it in 2017 as well, and it was Father's Day, which made it even a little bit more uh, special. Um, but you know, just coming down the stretch, I knew there was a ton of players really close to the lead, and if I didn't make par in the last hole, you know, I would have had a four-way playoff, I guess. So I was just trying to make sure I didn't do anything stupid. And for some reason, you know, I think thinking that I was breaking this record and getting my ninth win on the LPJ Tour, which is unreal, I just had a more nerves than I normally do, and I wasn't sure what was happening. But I was able to calm them enough to get the job done and make par on 18. You're 21 years old, and you've, you've already broken records that took people their careers to set. Uh, Sandra and George and Mike and um, I mean have you ever stopped to wonder why you're able to do that why you're so good at this age uh, you know I, I'm so grateful um, my family my mom my dad have sacrificed so much for my sister and I to live this journey to have my sister by my side every single day um, is incredible and we have so much fun together and I, I think you know there's something special and I'm just hopefully I can ride it out as long as I can you know when bunch more times, put myself in contention, be a part of something amazing like CP Has Heart and be able to give back to the communities and to help young kids like Kyle, who is the child ambassador this year for this event. I think I'm in a really amazing place right now and I just hope I can keep it going. With the U.S. Open this year, we were talking to Nick Taylor, and he mentioned the fact that he was inspired by you winning that ninth time. Adam Hadwin has said he's just, he thinks you're just amazing. <laughs> Mike Weir talks about it. Sandra Post, I know, mentioned that, you know, she said there was no way that my record was ever going to stand again. When you think about that, when you think about you're the face of, of this, this tournament, when you think about the impact you have on lives like the CP Child Ambassador here and all those kind of things. Does it ever get a little bit overwhelming? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, it's sort of hard to believe sometimes. You know, I'm just trying to be a better person and a better golfer every single day and trying to push myself to be the best that I can be. And, you know, I have small goals along the way and winning tournaments are definitely among those. And, you know, hopefully I can just, like I said, continue on this trend, winning multiple times a year um, and putting myself in positions where I can move my Rolex ranking up a little bit, my CME rank, get it close to that number one spot, and just keep on improving. And I think if I can help inspire the younger generation, that'd be pretty cool too. Congratulations, and we'll see you in, uh, in August. Cool. Thanks, Bobby. There, hey, Bobby. There you got it again, Bobby. You didn't even tell you. He keeps, he's keeping it secret now, Scully, when she calls him Bobby. He's letting us just kind of get it on our own. Uh, August 19th to August 25th, Magna Golf Club in Aurora. Go to cpwomensopen.com, cpwomensopen.com uh, to see Brooke. Get some tickets to see Brooke defend her national title. It amazes me, Bob. 21 years old. Uh, broke the record. Major champion against Lydia Ko in a playoff. Uh, won on Canadian soil. I mean, she's crossed every hurdle, career goal that you need to cross. And she's 21. I feel like the handcuffs are off. And I feel like now, look out. Because you, she, you mentioned in that interview that she was a little nervous. She was aware of the ninth win and what yeah. it meant. She, it, she was aware of it. But like I said, she's won on Canadian soil. She's won the major against the number one player in the world at the time in a playoff. She broke the all-time career Canadian record. Okay, we're she's 21 and we're in gravy territory. You know, it's uh, it's remarkable to to talk to her and see 
She's, she, I found this week she was really a lot more comfortable being in front of the media. The one interesting part was that Golf Canada asked me to be the MC of the, of the press conference because Brooke doesn't like to get up and just speak by herself. She wants someone to ask her questions. She's much better that way, so she's still a little nervous that way. But you can see how she's matured in, um, in a number of different ways in how she talks to the media. She's a little more comfortable kind of opening up and revealing, whereas before she kind of, not that she didn't reveal, but she kind of had the party line and very good at that. But um, I, I, think she's, I think she's maturing in a way that will allow her to play better golf. I don't think she's just a kid who just goes out there and bangs it as hard as she can and chases it and finds it again. I mean, she likes to, to hit it a long way, obviously, and play aggressively. But I see her, her, herself and her game both maturing along different parallel roads. We have the CP Canadians, uh, Canadian Women's Open. We have two majors left on schedule. One of them is the uh, in France. They're back to back. Back to back. One of them in the Evian. Yep. And then, of course, the uh, Ladies British Open, Women's British Open, which I pick her to win on an annual basis. Yeah, right. And sooner or later, I'm going to be right. It's a it's a four week window. Like you go Evian, back to back major. So Evian, British Open. Then there's another tournament, and then there's the CP. So that four tournament stretch. Could really be something special for Brooks. She already has two wins this year, Bob. I got to be honest with you, I will be absolutely shocked if we're sitting here come September, October, and she's not a, th- a third win. I would be be shocked. One thing I am shocked about mm-hmm. is that apparently the ticket sales are a little bit soft right now up at up at Magna. Now I know it's a little bit ways out, and yep. I think I think someone was saying to me up there the marketplace is a little bit. Been a little bit saturated with all Raptors all the time. Yeah, that is so true. So that may have taken some guys up, but I, I predict there'll be some big things. But if you want to go see Brooke, there's lots of tickets left. All right. And, I, and all the rest of the golfers, yeah, by the way. August 9th, yeah, and the field is tremendous. 90 of the top 100 in the world. There you go. 90 of the top 100 in the world. August 19th to 25th, Magna Golf Club, Aurora, Ontario, cpwomensopen.com, cpwomensopen.com. Go see some of the best golf. And let me tell you, from a golfing perspective, uh, unless you're Adam Scully, you can't do what Brooks Kepka and DJ does. Okay, you can't do what they do. You're physically incapable. You might hit. You know, I, it's funny because I know nine thousand people that hit three hundred yards. Yeah. And every time I've played with them, they don't hit it a yard over two fifty. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So all you guys out there this morning on the way to the golf course going to hit it two fifty and then call it three hundred. You are a lot closer. In, uh, in what you do mechanically on a golf course, tee to green, uh, was what you will see at a CP Women's Open than what you'll see at an RBC Canadian Open. Yeah. And, and you can learn a lot from these great women on the golf course. Learn some tempo. Yeah, tempo and what to do inside 50 yards, etc. And, uh, again, not everybody can bench 300. You know, uh, Scully hit a personal best this week. What did he do? Three hundred pound bench press. Really? You are fake news. That, that's oh, the to, Donald jumping that's up in on the Brooks Kepka territory. Yeah, yeah, wow. he's right up there. So anyway, I think okay. I can do thirty. Check out the ladies at the CP Women's Open. Uh, should be a great event. On the other side, we're not done with the Henderson family. Dave Henderson, mm-hmm. Daddy Brook, interesting guy. Interesting guy. I spoke with Bob. We'll hear from him next. Also, twenty weeks of TaylorMade tells your Bushnell story as we wrap up the front nine and preview the backside of GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up the front side. We have lots to get to, so we're going to get quickly just one more interview here. Bob had the opportunity to speak with Brooke Henderson's father, Dave Henderson, this week up at Magnet, the CP Women's Canadian Open Day. So let's get to that, and then we'll get to 20 Weeks of TaylorMade and tell us your Bushnell story. When you look back a year ago to, or almost a year ago, down to uh, what, what happened at Wascana, what goes through your mind? Uh, well, Scanner was such a momentous occasion, um, you know, and it was, it was such a surreal experience. And someday we'll sit down and reflect upon it uh, more. But setting goals uh, for this year, um, you know, Brooke looked at, uh, you know, not just tying the record, but uh, maybe someday move ahead of it. And, um, you know, for Brooke's goals, we tend to be more process-oriented. And if the accolades and trophies come at the end, uh, we look at it as a bonus, but uh, you know the process skills of working hard, determination, perseverance, uh, you know working on something and potting or chipping and um, like you say, in the end, uh, um, I hear Brooke talk about her scoring average. That would be you know, sort of a mini goal. If you win the VARA trophy on the LPGA, um, you know you're going to be pretty close to some of your bigger goals. This, this year, I mean two years ago we were in Ottawa, crowds were ridiculous huge uh, same thing last year in Wiscana how much how much do you and Brooke talk about handling the crowds handling the week that is so different this week uh, even for a superstar like her well you know it is tremendous pressure and uh, for, for athletes can go one of two ways um, you know you can either embrace it and be a Kawhi Leonard and go to the top or your muscles and you can get like jello and not use the adrenaline and the norepinephrine and all the internal chemicals to your advantage and Brooke is one of those people that are able to feel the crowd and sense it out but at the Ottawa Hunt um, that year she felt tremendous pressure she'd never seen 5,000 people in a hole uh, you know and there for her and she felt tremendous pressure to do well and then with the constant uh, barrage before and after from everyone uh, she had to make birdie on the 36 hole to, just to make the cut and once that pressure was off a little bit then she was able to go out and break the course record the following day and get back in the tournament. I think she ended up 12th uh, at the auto hunt but it is tremendous pressure and it's nobody's fault it's not the public's fault they're there to try to support it's not the media's fault it's just it is tremendous pressure to win on home soil. Is, is she getting, each time though she goes through that and, and what major championships, she's getting better at it, she's learning from it, she seems like she's a fast learner and those kind of things. Yeah, you, you know, um, Brooke moves along at every level with tremendous warp speed and, uh, you know, Toronto Raptors won this year, um, Toronto Maple Leafs are trying to win and they're putting things together, but uh, hopefully Brooke does pick up enough uh, um, you know, inside skills to understand that uh, you can't always get across the line, but to try to embrace it the best you can. What have you guys been working on this year so far that uh, that you you're pleased with and seeing the improvements? Well, uh, first and foremost, Brooke uh, often says her drivers are her number one club, and it puts her in play um, and gives her the best po possibilities. But then going down the line, you know, she's works in her ball striking a lot knowing that uh, you know the Tiger Woods approach is that you, nothing but hard work there knowing your numbers um, and then your scoring clubs you know Brooks tried to work hard on her wedges and her putting you know there, there'd be people that think she can improve there um, we look at it like it comes and goes a little bit she's got nine wins she's the winningest golfer of all time in Canada uh, we all wish more putts would go in but we know the greatest putters on the PGA from 
from 23 feet on a flat surface only make it 15% of the time. So it is a, a difficult sport. Um, but, uh, you know, just strategizing and working on grains of grass. You know, we play on zoysia, we play on bent, uh, we play on uh, Bermuda, and uh, understanding you know, how those um, different uh, grass conditions, you know, with all the other variables that golf brings into effect, uh, affects it. And Brooks able to go from one course to the next and from one country to the next and be successful, uh, understanding you have to play differently. Um, at each venue. Are you looking forward to opening another bottle of champagne in Spranger? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the more the better. But uh, we try not to put pressure on Brooke. And, you know, if she gets it across the line, then we'll bring out the champagne. Even if it's expensive. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Bob. And there you have it, Dave Henderson. If you want to check out Brooke Henderson again, it is August 19th to 25th, cpwomensopen.com for the CP Women's Canadian Open. Uh, Bob, our Twitter poll is done for the Open Championship. We asked you, who is the favorite right now for the Open Championship? Rory McIlroy, our Twitter audience tells us, is the favorite 42%. Brooks Kepka, 28%. Tiger, 9%. 21% other. I can't pick a favorite right now. I have no clue. No one's playing well. And more importantly, no one seems to be playing at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're, the latter part to me is the big key. And I mean, Brooks Kepka to me just seems like he's completely disinterested in, in mm -hmm. what's going on. And maybe he has some contractual deals to show up at some of these events. But uh, Rory to me is, is the clear favorite because he has shown some form, obviously, yeah. from, at uh, Hamilton a few weeks ago. Uh, when he was 16 years old, he shot 61 at at mm -hmm. Port Rush, which is still the course record. Right. So, I mean, you got to like him. It's just a question of whether he can manage all the, the stuff that's going to come around outside one, the ropes. One thing to keep in mind, uh, Ricky Elliott, who is on the bag for Brooks Kepka, grew up at right. Royal Port Rush, knows that golf course inside out. Now, unfortunately, Ricky Elliott is not going to get a chance to hit a shot. No. So there's only exactly. so much a caddy's influence. Again, but he'll be on Kepka's bag and be able to steer his uh, thoroughbred around there a little bit. So yeah. I still I still think DJ may have something to be said when it's all said. He's going to have to because right now, I, I hate to say this because he's won this year, but it's starting to feel like a bit of a lost year for Dustin Johnson. And he's world number two. Expectations, right? It's unbelievable. Uh, speaking of unbelievable... Tell us your Bushnell story. Send us a video, a pic, a story, anything goes of how you use your Bushnell or how you may use your new Bushnell if you were to win at your favorite golf course, your nemesis hole, etc. Tell us your Bushnell story at Golf Talk Canada and at Bushnell Golf. Tag us both at Golf Talk Canada and at Bushnell Golf on Twitter and Instagram. And we will draw for a brand new Bushnell uh, hybrid, which is the B great Bushnell technology along with GPS technology. Now, I should say, this is our last live Golf Talk Canada radio show until July 27th. We're back live. In the next couple of weeks, we will go into British Open mode starting next weekend. The with Open. The Open, excuse me, <laughs> with our... Uh, see, I grew up with British Open. Yeah, me too. It just keeps coming me out. Me too. Um, and we will go into our preview special next week, and we will head into British Open mode. So our next live program, July 27th, we will draw for our next Bushnell winner. Tell us your Bushnell story. Again, send us your picks, video stories to at Golf Talk Canada, at Bushnell Golf, how you use your Bushnell, how you would use your Bushnell. Anything goes at Golf Talk Canada, at Bushnell Golf for a brand new Bushnell hybrid. Okay, also, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continues. All you have to do, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. We still have, I believe, six, five or six weeks left of 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. Of course, the grand prize, Bob, we will uh, give away a full set 
right through the bag, custom fitting, top to bottom, got to be valued. And, a putting lesson from Mark and maybe a new putting lesson from Mark Zucchino possibly could happen. If you're here in the GTA and you win, <laughs> yeah. a putting lesson from Mark Zucchino. And all you got to do again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues. On the other side, Winners, Weird, and What? Of course, uh, Lori Kane, one of our absolute favorites. I know she's a great friend of yours. Uh, she's the queen of Prince Edward Island. She is, and she is, I think, one of the greatest ambassadors this country has. She, I'll tell you what, she was so good working with um, Kyle, the little uh, uh, child ambassador for CP Has mm-hmm. Heart. Mm-hmm. She is so passionate about that and so passionate about the cause. And, and as she said, really, in- one thing really interesting at the press conference, she said, you know, my job when the tournament comes around is to try and maybe take a little pressure off Brooke to do a few of the things that she might be asked to do, uh, move, you know, do a few more interviews or talk about here or pose for this picture or sign this autograph. And he said, we'll just get let Brooke do her thing. And I, and I think that's, man, that's just like uh, very altruistic for her. She's still got some games. She's still, well, certainly she's still proud about it, as you'll hear and, in her interview. And certainly one of those people that, again, when, when she's traveling abroad and speaking and talking, you go, this, this, is, this is a face we want to show from Canada, exactly. right? 100%. Exactly. That'll happen on the other side. Uh, we're back live. If you don't get hour two of Golf Talk Canada, first of all, I, you know, why are you not complaining? And why are you not <laughs> listening online? Because we still have 60 minutes left to go in GTC this morning. Back live July 27th, but don't forget next week is our uh, British Open, excuse me, Open Championship preview special next week, and we will repeat that show the Saturday of the British Open as Golf Talk Canada will not go head-to-head with the third major of the year, as we (laughs) suspect our audience should be watching or listening to the British Open instead of listening to Bob and I. (laughs) What are you doing listening to us when the Open Championship is on on a Saturday morning? So that is the schedule moving forward, but 60 more minutes coming up. Thank you so much much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Second hour, the back nine, as Adam Scully would say. We've got Lori Kane coming up. We've got Scully time. I wonder what Scully thinks is the favorite right now for the Open Championship. We'll get his opinion on that, see if Scully's on the Rory bandwagon, on the Kepka bandwagon. or I, I My opinion this year, guys, and we can get into this uh, when, when Scully gets in here in a couple segments, is I think we're in a Todd Hamilton, Ben Crane year. I really do. Ben Curtis. Ben Curtis. Seriously. Yeah. Ben Crane. Well, Ben Crane, we could see six-hour <laughs> six six <laughs> rounds. Right, I'm yeah. not suggesting we're not. Uh, ben Curtis, Todd Hamilton year. I think we're in the, one of those years, Bob. I see the best players in the world not playing. I don't see anyone really heating up at the right time. I see maybe an obscure name off a European tour. I see maybe a Danny Willett 
Masters kind of thing unfolding at the Open. It's, it's unusual how when you get over to the Open Championship, you'll always find some guys that you, you probably have heard of their name once in a while, but you don't realize how good they are because they don't play in America. I think of uh, Matt Raphael Wallace. Jacqueline from France or yes. Gregory Bourdais or guys like that. Yeah, Matt Wallace, we didn't know about him a couple of years ago, right? right? And some, there's, there's some really good but players. I believe just, Matt currently leading the race to Dubai. There you go. So... so that's yeah. <laughs> like yeah. where do these people come from? Right, and and those guys maybe they have a little advantage because they're playing links mm-hmm. golf more often. I don't know. I'm not sure of how much I buy into that, but um, but yeah, I think you're right. There's going to be some guys out there. It really is the World Championship of golf, the Open Championship. Yeah, very much, very more uh, certainly a global feel and flavor that we don't get really anywhere else. We'll get into that all in this second half. But first, it is that time. Three dub winners, weird and what? Bob T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Uh, Well, my winner uh, this morning, Bob, is you just got to put on the Golf Channel. If uh, you're listening this morning, and and do it Sunday morning for the final round. The European Tour is playing La Hinch. I mean, this is one of my favorite golf courses in the world. Um, and I wish the PGA Tour was a little bit more open to stuff like this. The European Tour gets away with it because uh, they get to play it on the greatest Lynx, old Lynx golf courses in the world. And Lahinch is one of them. Lynch, uh, Lahinch is ar- ar- archaic. It goes back so far, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, what I mean by getting away with it is if, if an architect were to build a golf course like Lahinch today, they'd put them up against a wall with a rifling uh, squad. And they, because they'd say, oh, it's quirky, it's stupid, the shots are blind. All the golf course architect snobs that are one dimensional in the golf media world would come out and, and, and lose their mind. But it's so weird how I find this, this, this drives me nuts, where a guy like Mike Strands builds Tobacco Road in modern day times, and it's quirky and it's stupid, but LaHinch is historic and wonderful just because of the time between. Listen, they're both great golf courses. They're different for different reasons. Uh, they're both a little quirky at times. Uh, as long as a good shot gets rewarded and a bad shot gets punished, that's it. Everything else you can throw out the window. I love LaHinch. It's brilliant. Uh, golf professionals, the best players in the world, aiming at a rock on top of a dune as their target line. Yeah. It's brilliant. I love it. Those kind of courses are great, and that's what you get over there. You sort of get a little wider appreciation for how golf courses uh, were originally built, how they were meant to be played, and and I find the creativity that you need to play in a lot of those places so much more fun than than a lot of standard courses we have over here. Yeah, and we play a lot of standard bad golf courses on the PGA Tour week in, week out. Why? Because it can ha- have corporate infrastructure, everything's in front of the players, da-da-da-da-da, yada yeah, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean great golf course. So, my weird this week, do you know that nine years ago, Arjun Atwal became the first player in 24 years to Monday qualify on the PGA Tour and win. It was the Wyndham Championship nine years ago. 24 years had gone by since a Monday qualifier had won. Now here we are at the age of 46, nine years later, Arjun Atwal, nine under par, five off the pace. He Monday qualified this week. We have 36 to go at the 3M. How bizarre. What is it with Arjun Atwal and Monday qualifier? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the way you only get the only way he gets into tournaments. But I, <laughs> I mean, when you when you do think about it, it's unusual because a guy wins the Monday qualifying. You got to be a you got to play really good golf. Now I realize it's only eighteen holes, right? But you're obviously playing well when you get into the tournament. So yeah, uh, it should make sense, but it doesn't. And always. let's not forget that last week, Doc Redman won the Monday qualifier as the medalist. 
finished second to Nate Lashley, who's the last person in the field. So. Doc Redman, what a, what a year he's had. He played on McKenzie Tour. Mm-hmm. Then he got into the web tour, and then mm-hmm. he's on this tour, and now he's locked up a temporary uh, status, right? And is on the way to the Open Championship. Yeah, Unbelievable. Funny. Okay, my what this week? What is going on with Phil Mickelson? And you know what? We had this conversation last year, and there, he's only a year older. But, you know, physically, his speed has maybe never been stronger. And, and, you know, Scully's got a theory on this, that his speed training, he thinks, may have screwed up the rest of his golf swing and tempo and timing. possible. That hitting 330-yard bombs and that being the focus may have screwed everything up. But he won in February. Not only did he win in February, he won in in commanding fashion back at Pebble Beach in February. He had a a second-place finish before that in the desert with him and Hadwin and uh, I forget the kid that won there in uh, in the Uh, desert at the old Humana. uh, Long? Yeah, Adam Long, thank you. So Mickelson looked great out of the gate, just like last year when he won in Mexico, looked great out of the gate. By the time we got on the other side of Augusta last year, Mickelson lost in the wilderness. Same thing this year. Seven penalty shots in his round on Thursday, Phil Mickelson. He misses the cut. He has missed four of his last six cuts, so four of his last six starts. And his best finish since his victory at Pebble Beach, a T40. Are you kidding me, Bob? I think part of the thing could also be his thumbs. Because you know he's been giving yes. a lot of thumbs he up. He needs to Maybe ice those thumbs he's more. He's gone overboard a little bit on the thumbs. Listen, I love Phil Mickelson on social media. I think it's fantastic. No one in the world is a better, a bigger Phil Mickelson fan as I am. I think if you listen to Golf Talk Canada or watch Golf Talk Canada, I don't think you have to be a genius to figure <laughs> that one out. But Phil needs to maybe, if he's going to take, if, if he's in it still to win it. And maybe he's not. But from what he tells us, he still thinks he's got a lot of golf left in him in 49. So if unless that's just a company line and he believes that, he better get his mind off Twitter and Instagram and get his mind back to the driving range and figuring this thing out because we got still a major left and three playoff events to go, and he's wasted a good start to the year. And you know what he really wants as well. He doesn't want his streak of being on teams to end. That's right. We have a President's Cup, and right now he's on the outside looking in on that President's Cup team in terms of qualifying positions. He'd need to be a captain's pick from Tiger, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Exactly. And right now, how do you justify that pick? That's he can't. Right. He's lost. Anyway, uh, Bob. Bob, T is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. So I've switched my winner about three times this morning when we were waiting. <laughs> and uh, I was going to talk about uh, Christian Benzinio, who was the guy who won last week on the European tour who drank rat poison. Yes, when he was two years yes. old. But uh, I'm got, switch it you up. said he, he got a stutter from yeah, that. Yeah, got into his nervous system and. Uh, and um, but he's not your winner. Gave him a stu- no, he's not my winner. <laughs> so I won't go on that story, but you can read it. He had left him with long term issues, including a stutter that he still has today. But my winner. I forgot all about this. I was so big. This is such a big news earlier this week. Austin Connolly. Austin Connolly oh, qualified for the Open Championship yes, yes. on Monday. Uh, yep. they, had, they had their last sort of Open qualifying. Yes. And he made it through. He's had like a terrible year this year over playing in Europe. And he played at the RBC Canadian yeah. Open earlier this year. Um, but he's just not played very well. But somehow he got through. And that gives us three Canadians. That's awesome. In the Open Championship. Yes, well and done. I've seen Austin Connolly. He's about five. Six maybe, and he's about 120 pounds, and he plays. He hits his long irons and hybrids like 
Marlene Stewart Street. Yeah. You know, never, just unbelievable. Never leave the, the center of the fairway, yeah. too, right? He's a great young player, and and I and I'm looking really looking forward to watching him play because he had such a good run there a couple of years ago. But, well, if you recall, two years ago that Open Championship really kind of kicked off. What was a great run for him, yeah. right? And then we thought maybe the same thing was coming next year, and, and it's kind of yeah, fizzled out. Of, Hopefully, he can get back. That's right. Uh, my uh, weird this week, I gotta just pull it up here. Yes, my weird takes us to Medicine Hat, Alberta. Ooh. And on July 3rd, that's earlier this week, uh, Thank police, you. police were uh, cruising around <laughs> downtown and they noticed a uh, guy that they had wanted for a previous break in. So they approached him, and when they told him, uh, by the way, you're uh, under arrest, he took off on a bicycle. Carrying a set of golf clubs. Ah! I'm not quite sure why he's carrying a set yes, of golf why? clubs. Yes, Because this was 10 at night <laughs> when he was doing this. Maybe did he steal some <laughs> golf clubs, I'm wondering? But they followed him, and he dropped the bike and ran into a local li- ran up by in front of a local library. Right. So they, uh, they approached him, and he pulled a club. It, didn't say, it doesn't say what club it was. I hope it wasn't an iron. And waved it sort of at the police saying, stay back, stay back, stay back. So a physical struggle ensued where the uh, suspect tore off part of the officer's uniform, and he broke free oh of the arrest God. attempt. So they called the uh, canine unit, and that was employed, and they uh, tracked him down, and they took him to the hospital for assessment because he had a few dog bites right. and a few other things, and this gentleman is now in custody for criminal activity, obviously. But uh, why he jumped, why he would carry the golf clubs with him? Yeah, the, well, you must be stealing those. you got to think. And so um, congratulations to the Medicine Hat Police. And not just that, Medicine Hat, Alberta. you got to, it's, it's a bit shocking to me that Connor McDavid is still in, in Alberta this time of year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, my uh, my what this week is uh, what a brave moment for Beef Johnson, our good pal. Beef. Your buddy, you yeah. love the beef. I love the beef, but Beef has come out in a blog on the European Tour website, and basically announced that he's had a lot of mental issues. He's had suffering really? from depression, and it's quite a really really revealing story. But he basically said that the fame that he got so quickly thrust him into an area where he just felt he couldn't really um, live up to the expectations. And he had a relationship that broke off. He thankfully met another woman. Uh, She's been great. She uh, uh, pushed him to go and see a psychiatrist, which he's done, which has freed him up a little bit. They're expecting a baby. So a lot of things turning around for him. But but if you get a chance and you like beef, read this thing. It's on the European Tour website. I will. I did not catch this. And it's really interesting, a real revealing um, of what he's gone through and perhaps a reason kind of why his game is uh, where it is right now. You know, it's amazing to me and because uh, from the outside looking in, the way the rest of the world you go, okay, here's a guy that just seems... Got it all, right? Got it all. And it happens that like, you, you know... You hear about these stories all the time, and sometimes they end tragically. He, uh, you yeah. just don't know. He just said people. he didn't feel like playing golf. He couldn't get himself out onto the golf course, or he would try too hard because he felt, felt that the fans were Wanted wanting him. it more. Yeah. Never stop, never uh, hesitate to stop for uh, an autograph or a selfie or anything like right. that. He's, but uh, but it caught up to him. But at least he's getting some help. Wow, wow, right. I didn't, I, I missed that. I am definitely going to read that. Okay, on the other side, Bob had an opportunity to speak with a Canadian golf legend and a wonderful ambassador for this country, Lori Kane. Earlier this week, we're going to hear from Lori next. Then we'll get into Scully time. Who's Scully's favorite for the Open Championship? Is there a favorite? Is there a real favorite? When we got to Augusta, you could put four or five names on the board, and you knew one of those five was probably coming out. Kind of a little bit like that at the Open Championship. Not as much as the Masters, but a couple names you might have thrown up there. Gary Woodland, maybe not one of them. Uh, PGA, we had three or four names. We knew a Gary Woodland type would have won at the PGA. We're surprised he didn't win there, right? So uh, you knew what we were getting into there. But now at the Open Championship, 
throw a dart at the board. We will talk about that later in the show. But Lori Kane, coming up next, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Again, a shout out to Cedar Bray and the great people up there for hosting Adam, myself, and Chris McKee yesterday. We had a great time out there. Golf wasn't so great from the group. It was a little sloppy. Uh-oh. Adam and I got tired down the stretch, Bob, and that uh, heat. You guys got to get Yeah. There. We looked like a couple of old guys. Adam, hold Adam's on. Adam's really slacking on Yeah. Energy. Well, he's, you know, all that, Struggling. All, that pow- all that power lifting, you know. That's right. Didn't help his endurance, I got to tell you. <laughs> I, he looked good, but, you know, he was uh, dragging his butt out there. So. <laughs> Earlier this week, you had an opportunity to uh, touch base with Lori Kane up at uh, Magna. Uh, before we were on the interview, uh, just some thoughts on uh, what, you know, teeing up this interview, yeah. what she had to say. And uh, I guess uh, her energy around this event, because it's different now. Right? It's different than, you know, say 15, 20 years ago when she was in Brooks spot. You know, and, and in a couple of instances, I can remember one for sure in Ottawa where uh, I think it was BMO was the sponsor and they announced that they were pulling back and there was no sponsor in the, hmm. the distance. And um, she basically was challenging for the tournament, had a good chance, legitimate chance to win the tournament, but had spent so much energy trying to court new sponsors, potential sponsors, that she just ran out of gas. Wow. And but it is kind of her responsibility. It's it's because of her why the railway is involved because she played a round of golf with uh, Hunter Harrison at the time, who was with uh, CN and now then went over to CP, and you know that kind of got the ball rolling for the sponsorships and and how that's worked out majestically. So she's we've got a lot to thank Lori Kane for and. Uh, She's just a lovely, lovely lady who's very passionate about golf and very passionate about Canadian golf. Yes, she is a wonderful ambassador for the country, for the sport. Let's hear from Bob and Lori. Lori, we're here for the media day for the CP Women's Open. And why don't you just tell me a little bit, as we were saying inside, this has been associated with this tournament in various sponsorships and forms for many years. But what does it mean for you to be wearing that logo on your your shirt and on your hat and being a part of, of the CP ambassador team? Well, it's it's part of a big family. Um, I I feel like I've been doing this, and you've told me, 29 years I've been playing in the event. So the last uh, several, obviously, with Canadian Pacific. And um, what I've learned, um, how how they do business, how they want to do business, um, the golf courses that they want to take the brand to as far as the CP Women's Open is concerned just speaks volumes about the type of business they do. They're either going to do it all in or or not at all. And um, Keith Creel, our CEO, is very passionate about golf, but he's also passionate about leaving an impact in the communities that they do business. And that's the CP has heart. Um, I'm the fortunate one that gets to meet some wonderful kids that, that represent different hospitals. And the families that are behind those children, I think, are the reason that the children have survive some, you know, not easy going stuff. Um, as a player in this tournament, 
What stands out for you in your memory bank? Obviously, last year was a big moment, but but you know, talk about your own accomplishments because you, for a lot of years, you played very well in this tournament, and for a lot of years, you were the face of this tournament, and in a couple of years, you saved this tournament. <laughs> I mean, you've you've gone through a lot of different roles here. Um, I'll have to be honest with you, and that's probably a good question. That's probably why you stand on that side of the mic. Uh, watching Sunday's round. Um, I hadn't played very well in Regina and, and obviously didn't play the weekend. Uh, but to watch Brooke and to see the people around her and to see how excited people were, it brought me back to, I think, maybe the last De Maurier uh, when I should have won and what I did to probably uh, hamper my winning because I basically ran out of gas um, on the weekend in the last six holes of that event. Um, but then it, it just gave me great pride that I was part of something that was bigger than me to keep the tournament going, to do whatever we could to to um, to grow the game and to keep the event alive, which then gets us a brook. Um, so I paid the price, but yet, uh, again, I, I'm part of a, a company and an ambassador for a company that um, changed my life the day I met I met the railway and uh, continues never to surprise me how quickly the railway changes and CP's interest in what they do. Um, and now to be here at Magna, um, this is long overdue. Um, you know, it's a big event, it's a big venue, it's a, everything's big. And I think it's uh, going to be a great week. Uh, you, um, I know there's no quitting Laurie Kane, she's going to keep playing, but you've had a few health problems, you seem to be over them now, and uh, just give us an update on where you are with your game. Um, I think I'm trending in the right direction. I, I do need to get some competitive rounds under me because there's nothing like that to show you where you need to improve. Um, so I've got, I'm going to play the PGA Championship this week. Um, I've got some commitments at home or I would be playing some LPGA events. Unfortunately, uh, I'm somebody who won't pull the plug and my loyalty is, is, is where it needs to be. So um, just prior to uh, playing here uh, in August, I'm going to be hanging out with Bobby Orr at the Bobby Orr charity event. And if I can't get motivated to do the best I possibly can with him, then there's there's no, I'm going to have to, I should just quit. But uh, you know, that won't happen. So I'm, I'm working. Uh, game is good. Um, it was kind of nice to be out here to play a few holes this morning with the media. Um, I have some good memories of here playing with Mike Weir and some chari in some corporate stuff with Bell Canada uh, that um, I was on my game at that point, so I'm going to keep those memories. I hope those rounds with the media didn't sort of detract from what the stuff you'll get from Bobby Orr will be. But <laughs> tell, me, uh, tell me a little bit about, go back to Regina last year, and what you remember and what was going through your mind when you watched Brooke walking up 18. Well, um, I'm going to go to Saturday night because uh, we were in the clubhouse. Um, Brooke was with her family. Um, Mr. Creel and Ginger, or Keith and Ginger, were, were kind of around. They were just getting some food before they were heading back to the hotel. And, and I looked at her and I said, uh, show me those eyes. And she's either going to love me or hate me for this. But um, the goalie kind of thing, like I just, some, I just knew we were going to be okay. And I knew that if she got off to an indifferent start or if somebody started to make a, a run, which that golf course, as you know, could, could allow that to happen, um, she was going to manage and she was going to be all right. And I went to bed thinking, okay, we just need a good start. And then they pushed the tee times up because of the weather. 
Uh, and then I'm crossing my fingers that we don't get a big delay because there's nothing worse. Um, and so everything just came, seemed, I was quite calm. Um, I didn't get out on the golf course uh, because I was doing some things for CP and, and trying to meet some customers and just be around. Uh, but I watched the last few holes and um, you were there so you know what it was all about. And then somehow I got started singing our national anthem and if it starts you know you can't just all of a sudden stop. And Christy Kerr sent it around the world. Um, so it's not my best rendition of O Canada but uh, for, for where we were and what was happening um, was pretty special. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Bob with Lori Kane for Media Day earlier this week at the CP Women's Open. Love that lady. Great ambassador. Great person. And great to hear from her. And she uh, will still be playing golf. She's still keeping her game together and, and trying to stay competitive, playing the... Uh, is it the legend? What's it? Legends. Uh, yeah, the Legends, Legends Tour. Tour. They also have like a, the PGA and the USGA both have senior women. Senior women. Yes. So good luck to Lori the rest of the way as well this season. On the other side. Scully time. Who's the open favorite? We'll get into 300-yard uh, bench presses. Excuse me, 300-pound bench presses, which turn into 300-yard drives. Yeah. I think that's the combination. I need more corn uh, fairy flakes. I'm feeling a little weak, Bob. <laughs> this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? Spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. <laughs> I love that, eh? That must taste good with your corn fairies. Or... What is that riff from? That guitar riff, do you know? I, I want to know. I'm more of an electronic music. Yeah, no, that's more my speed right there. That's more That's more my speed. I like that. I like that. The Washington, D.C. go-go. The what? D.C. go-go, it's great stuff. Good story. Uh, oh. Adam Scully in studio with Weeks and Zacchino. Skulls, what's happening, brother? It's good to be here. It was nice to play golf with you yesterday. Yeah, we finally got out. We haven't been out with Bob yet. We're going to get our calendars together yeah. and yes. do that. We yeah. need a hunt. Yes, we are. We, we, should do, we, should fi- we need to find three days a between now and the end of the golf season to do Hunt, Weston, Bayview. Just all on the same day. No, but all the, no, we need three days yeah. between now and October. I, like I think that. we could do it. I think we could do it. We are pretty busy, but, you know, maybe. And, uh, but, no, it was great to see. You, you shot 74. 
Four. It was a very different 74. Typically, Let's call the, it hideous? Should we call it hideous? No, I mean, it was slow. It was hot. The course was in great shape. Thanks yes, it was. Um, but typically, a 74, a Zucchino 74, is hitting 15 greens and having about 96 <laughs> yeah, putts. Exactly. That's but, right. but this was, you were getting up and down. You were missing greens with nine iron. Yep. You were blocking drivers. Wow. You were yeah. drop-kicking drivers. Okay. You were... Your first birdie of the day, you, you, you were going for a par 5 and 2, missed the green by 30 yards on another tee block, hit that to a foot. It was sort of... <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm stuck between moves uh, with Uh-oh. my golf swing. Uh, I worked so hard on my putting and my short game that I have lost my path with my long game. Just like everybody, the golf's such a just a brutally miserable game, isn't it? It's just like... And now I get over the ball, and every day I go to the golf course, I have a different... Uh, move than the Ooh. day before, which is not good. So I just need to pick a path. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, no, thanks no. For, no, thank you. Yeah, thanks for clarifying good, eh? that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been trying that for forty years. So I need to pick a path and just go. That's the path. Have you considered your um, shorter swing mentality, like that range session we had? And that, that's and that's what I've been, everything I have been doing. Yeah, has been shorter. And so to your point on that, the reason that I have been going down that short path, and sometimes you can go too far down one path, hooking, hooking nine iron, hooking, hooking. I think I might be too short. You get too short, you get quick, Mm -hmm. uh, clubs ahead of the body. Faces over rotation, hook the ball. So you've gone from John Daly to John Rahm, and now you're trying to get Ray to Back in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, exactly. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Open Championship, a few weeks away. Yeah. Next week, we will have our Open Championship preview special. We'll, we will recap the first three majors of the year, uh, take a look at the uh, who might be the favorite, uh, who we like. We'll do our little draft. Take a look at some history of the Open Championship with a historical winner's weird and what of the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. Hysterical or historical? Historical. <laughs> okay. It could be, but actually, with the Open Championship, it could be a hysterical I'll do, historical. I'll do, about, I'll do a story about the uh, police in 1902. There's a guy trying to wait. No. Well, oh, okay. Uh, Kepka eight to one. Rory eight to one. Uh, DJ fourteen to one, Tiger fourteen to one, Rose Molinari, Rom, Shoffley, Fowler, all at twenty to one. Speed at twenty five to one. Don't even, I don't even understand that. Um, Especially after his comments after uh, the U.S. Open, yeah. he said you know that PGA might have been just a flash in the pan. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Do we have a favorite? Like this is betting odds. There has to be betting favorites. But right now, I think you take like the the top twenty names in the world and make them all twenty five to one. Well, I mean, you know, looking at the golf course, and we are going to take a look at Portrush uh, on our Open Championship preview edition on TV, um, where we're looking at the unknown and the known of what Portrush is. And, and, you know, you look at some of the Irish guys, and McElroy's been there before, obviously, Darren Clark. You know, he's Graham not the same McDowell. player that he was, but Graham McDowell. But for me, Brooks Kepka is undoubtedly the favorite. Like, it's, it's Brooks Kepka and everyone else, in, in my mind. For the rest of the year? Well, no, just at the major championship. Right. And, and anything know, he cares about. Ex- I mean, we could put it that way, but yep. in his last nine majors, four wins, two runner-ups. Yep. And then if you look at his results in some other um, well, events, all the he other cares events, about. if though. I pull this up here, right. uh, missed the cut at Arnold Palmer, T56 the players, T56 at match play, uh, fourth at Byron Nelson, T50 at Canadian Open, T57 at Travelers, and he just made the cut at the 3M. So... It's sort of, he's just got that mental game that he can turn it on, turn it off whenever he 
wants. So really. I don't disagree with Adam at all. I agree with you 100% that he's the favorite at anything he cares about moving forward until yeah. he shows us otherwise. The problem with the British Open to me, the Open Championship to me, is the asterisk for me, Bob, is the unknown of the golf course, unknown of the weather, the style of golf. This is pure links all the way. I mean, do all the things that make Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka? do they apply in this golf tournament? Um, I, I'm inclined to think no, not as much. You know, I think uh, he's played very well at the PGA and the U.S. Opens for a reason, because of where those courses are, mm-hmm. how they're set up, mm-hmm. what they demand of you. Not to saying that he can't play well at the other two, mm-hmm. but, you know, he was second at the Masters. <laughs> Let's not yeah. forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just think that there are other players who have a better record now going into this tournament. And, and primarily to me, as, as Adams says, he thinks the... Uh, Going away favorite is is Brooks. I think the favorite heads and tails above anybody else is Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. There you go. First of all, he knows the golf course. He sets the course record there. He loves the golf course. He loves Ireland. And when you look at his record, I mean, look, listen, to, this is since the Tournament of Champions this year. Fourth, fifth, fourth, second, sixth, first, ninth, 21st, eighth, eighth, miscut, win, ninth. Wow. He's had yeah. two finishes outside the top ten right. mm-hmm. since the start of the year. And so I think it's easy to sort of say, oh, well, he's maybe not playing quite great yet. But, man, this guy is so good. And on a course that he knows so well, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's I, it's his to lose. Well, and, his- another note on, on Kepka as well. You know, people are talking about Lynx golf. And, you know, he's not over there playing Lynx golf. But he played the European Tour all those years, right? That's he, true. He took, he took the, the unorthodox route to well, get there. He also played the not just European Tour. He played Challenge Tour. Yep. You want to talk about Kazakhstan. I was going to say, yeah, you yeah. want to. That nice. I want. It's a sexy hole. You can't use those words around. No, you no, set no. me off here. No. Um they go to some weird spots and play some different golf. So that's a great point, Adam. I, I really didn't think about that. That is that is an excellent point. I You know, the way I feel about this one, go to your favorite place to lay some lollies. If you're listening this morning, go to your favorite place to lay some lollies and put five, put ten $5 bets on people you've never heard of before. And you might wake up on, uh, you might uh, wake up on Sunday with a chance, holding a ticket with a chance to win a huge amount of money. When Kira Deck, Afi Bonrat wins. Yeah. Steals. Seriously, yeah, don't laugh. That's a Name, yeah, that's a good name. Don't laugh because I'm looking at you know, the beer garden. You know, the beer garden's 150 to one, right? Uh, Ben, uh, Ben on is 201. Um, Ho Tung Lee, is he in it? I gotta find Ho Tung Lee, he's got to be in the field here. He'll be like a thousand to one. You know, these are the guys, like, you know. It's well, incredible. And, and, and for that tournament, it's going to be guys, depending on the conditions, of course, it's guys who embrace the challenge, guys who are patient, you know. Bubba Watson, you would think, is perfect for Lynx golf because he can shape it both ways. But if he makes a couple bogeys in a row, it looks like he doesn't care anymore. You know, yeah. his, his patience mm-hmm. is gone. <laughs> a guy like John Rahm, he's won the Irish Open before, but then if he makes a couple bogeys in a row, he's steaming. And and his his uh, course management in the past, we look at the Players' Championship, has just been suspect at best. So. Uh, depending on the conditions, this could be really anyone's game. But to go to your point, Bob, it, there's there's Kepka, there's Rory, and then you know Tiger. Who knows? You know who knows how much golf he's played. He was in Thailand after uh, the U.S. Open. I'm sure he's obviously practicing, and I'm sure he will be in Ireland the week before. I'm disappointed. I really am. I'm so disappointed. I well, mean, I mean like, to, go, to go what you said earlier in the show, like he won the Masters, and there was just such a letdown after that. And honestly, I don't blame him. Really. I don't you know? blame him for what transpired after the match. Yeah. I don't blame him for what happened at the PGA Championship. Like, I get it. 
it was the cherry on top of this mm-hmm. big thing. This is might again, I'm the one that's very open in saying I think it's the greatest comeback in the history of sports. I've said it a million times. I haven't been shy to say it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But since then, yeah. How much time off do we need at this point? Unless he is Health. secretly hurt and not telling mm-hmm. you. I was just going to bring that up. He sort of walked around like a stiff back guy at the uh, at the U.S. Open. Said that the cool weather gave mm-hmm. him sort of aches. Mm-hmm. We were just looking at the weather forecast in the mm. commercial break for Port, Port Rush. I mean, this week the highest it's going to get to is 16. So you know that's nice another summer cool day weather. in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So there's another factor that you just bring in to uh, to Tiger, and I think. I think there might be more to it than than he's letting on. Well, yeah. and, and speaking of health, he, he was seen wearing that KT tape on his neck again, yeah. which he did have at the Open right. Championship. Just bring your own pillow. I, right. you know? <laughs> well, Louis Houston yeah. travels bring with your own, own mattress. Yeah. Right. So uh, before we close the door here on the Open Championship, looking for obscure names that have come close at the Open Championship before, 125 to 1. Kevin Kisner. Remember, mm, mm, had a chance uh, to win. A guy we haven't mentioned for a little while, Fleetwood, the flusher. Oh. Where is he on this? You list? might hear his name again in our Open Championship draft. Ah, oh. oh, Tommy Fleetwood, 25 to 1. Guys. Jump in 25. <laughs> All right, the uh, 3M Open this week, Skulls. Uh, had one with a chance to win. So many Canadians making the cut. I got to tell you, the dog days of summer. Uh, it is weird. We had a great Canadian Open. We had, you know, a U.S. Open at Pebble. And it's like, almost like my... And I went to Detroit and called golf for four days. I don't even feel like I was there. Uh, I feel like, uh, give me the Open Championship. Yeah. Give me the playoffs. And I've really had enough. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, for Canadian golf, there have been a lot of great stories. And, you know, as you mentioned, Bob, seven Canadians to make the cut. Like... Yeah, it's ridiculous. In a non-Canadian Open yeah, it's event, massive. it seems like week in, week out, you know, whether it's Brooke making history, um, and obviously she's going to have, uh, it's going to be a great event at Magna in six weeks or so. But then you have, you know, Adam Hadwin's in second place. Nick Taylor starts six under through seven uh, on Thursday. Mackenzie Hughes, you know, is up there. Corey Connors was in a feature group and got so much coverage on Golf Channel yesterday and made two eagles. So it's just such a good time to be a Canadian golf fan. And, and this sort of lull in the schedule, um, I think is, is actually hasn't been too much of a loss. Maybe, maybe it boosts a chance to have a big week this week for someone like Adam. You know, yeah. If I'm just looking at his stats, it's 15 of 15 of 18 greens on Thursday, 16 on wow. on Friday. I mean, that's tremendous when you get that mm-hmm. putter rolling like he has too. He's uh, mm-hmm. what is he strokes game putting? He's something like uh, third, so picking up five shots on the field. Yeah, tremendous. And it was it was funny for a brief for for a brief moment in the first round, or I guess a lot of the first round, when uh, former Presidents Cup partners uh, Hideki Matsuyama and Adam Hadwin were were co-leaders. Yeah. Yes, right. their partnership didn't go so well, but, but they were co-leaders for a little bit. As well. I mean, I think it'd be great. Uh, it'd be great to to kind of get. I feel like I need like I feel like I need a bolt, and I know a lot of our our listenership, and you know, it's people are just playing golf now and enjoying their summer, and they they've kind of maybe mentally tuned out a little bit of, and they're waiting for the Open. They're waiting for that breakfast at the Open is so cool, right? To be able to wake up in the morning and watch a well, major championship. And before we go to break, we've spoken about this before, but mm-hmm. is this going to be the coldest weather major season maybe we've ever seen? Yeah, possibly. You know, I mean, Augusta was, you guys were in short sleeves. It, it was it the looked, nicest yeah, of the yeah, four, hands yeah, down. It, it looked okay. Yeah. And then you go to the you go to Beth Page, and that didn't look too, like, you know, we, we taped our show, and it was nine degrees Celsius yep. or whatever that one yeah. day. And, yep. that's right. and then the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. that was brisk. Cool. Yep. And Portrush, 
I yeah. mean, it's. I think yeah. generally speaking, yeah, uh, it, you know, it's going to be, if it's not the cold, it's certainly going to be one of them on record, yeah. right? Where we just really, really never saw some heat. Uh, at all this year since leaving Augusta. Augusta heat might be not the right word. It was nice. Mm-hmm. It was spring-like. You, you proper. Got, uh, you got what you expected at Augusta. Right. It was right? proper. The, other mm-hmm. the rest of them have been, well, Pebble's never nice. You get two Weather, yeah. two weeks a year there where it There's doesn't one feel... One glorious day damn. there on a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with the new... You know, got to remember that PGA Obby, Championship, yeah, yeah. it was moved... Those those locations were already circled on the calendar, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so... Well, it, it, you go to the memories of last year at the PGA when Tiger was changing out his shirt after, right. after on the range after <laughs> right. two holes because he was sweating through four shirts in a round. Oh my God. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, lots of golf. Leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. 20 Weeks TaylorMade. Tell us your Bushnell story. We'll update you on Golf Talk Canada. Canada TV and radio schedule over the next few weeks with the Open Championship in play. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC as we wind up today's show. Let's get you caught up on golf from around the world. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club since 1906, the home of golf in Durham. Now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for the remainder of 2019. To find out how you can join, visit oshawagolf.com, tradition, community, golf, oshawagolf.com. Com. All right, 3M PGA Tour. Bryson DeChambeau, your leader. Good for a two-shot lead over Canadian Adam Hadwin in solo second. We had seven Canadians make it to the cut in Minnesota at the 3M. Also, open qualifying taking place still the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think we're down now, guys, to uh, you need to win and get in, or are we handing out spots this week to non-winners? Do we know? One more win to get in. All right. And Lake Home, the Lake Home Health Challenge on the web. Oh, she's web.com. Put a quarter in the jar, Mark. Web.com. <laughs> I feel like it should be a Golf Talk Canada drinking game. It should yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, For the audience. Not, you know, not, and not. I've been chomping on Corn Fairy uh, Flakes. Having the time of his life. There you yes. go. Corn Fairy Flakes all morning, and I couldn't remember that it's the Corn Fairy Tour. Will Cannon is your leader. That's good for a one-shot lead over Will Z- Zalatoris and Robbie Shelton. That is the top three All-American flags on the Corn Fairy Tour. They've got 36 to go. Robert? All right, down in Windsor, the uh, Mackenzie Tour, PJ Tour Canada is hosting the Windsor Championship. That's very interesting that they are hosting that in Windsor. <laughs> what a coincidence. Anyway, the leader is Eric McCardle. He is uh, an American 13 under par. And uh, a couple more Americans and tied at 12. Riley Wielden is tied for fourth Canadian. He is at 11 under par. And you go down a little bit to James Allenby, who is a great story. I did a nice story on him this week. Uh, survivor grinder out there on mm-hmm. the on the McKenzie Tour. He is a few shots back, and also Taylor Penrith tied for 29th. The LPGA Tour is playing the Thornberry Creek Classic at the Oneida, and it's uh, in Wisconsin. The leader there is the world number one ranked Sung Hyun Park at 17 under. Area Jatanagarn just two shots back. Top Canadian and the only Canadian to make the cut, Brittany Marchand, who is at five under par. On to the Irish Open European Tour. And how about this round by Robert Rock? He shot 
10 under 60 this wow. morning at La Hinch with a bogey. Wow. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Wow. So 11 birdies for Robert Rock. So he is in the clubhouse. He currently has a two-shot lead over Rafa cabrera Bayo. Uh, some other notables up there, Bernd Fiesberger, Mike Lorenzo Vera, John Rahm. Um, uh, Eddie Pepperell also in the mix. Padre Harrington after his opening lead is now uh, I, he's back at even party. I think I'm going to barbecue some Wiesberger this afternoon. <laughs> I do. Robert Rock once bought me dinner. Did he? Was he rocking the flow? Yeah, he, uh, he's rocking the flow. Always. He told me he cost, he figured, this is about 10 years ago, he said he figured it cost him $100,000 not to be wearing a hat with a sponsor on it. Really? Yeah. yeah well, he had great flow. Yeah, yeah the Ron Duguay of... Uh, him, and, him and Ollie Schneider, Jan. Him and Ollie. Yeah. Great salad. He is the yeah. Ron Duguay of the European Tour. Well, or the Kerry Fraser. There or the Kerry Fraser. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so some upcoming uh, <laughs> schedule notes for Golf Talk Canada. Uh, we have next Saturday, which is uh, our regular show, our Open Championship preview uh, special, where we're also going to look back at the first three majors, a special uh, Winners Weird and What uh, Open Championship Historical Edition uh, as well. It's our regular time That's next Saturday. That's our regular time, regular place. Open Championship 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. live on TSN. And then wherever you find us on the network. Yes. And then on TSN 1050, on Monday, July 15th, you're also going to hear an Open Championship preview show. So we'll repeat it in prime time on Monday night. prime time after Overdrive. So after that's our, up, okay, up great. our friends at Overdrive. Yes. So we're 7 to 9 p.m., which some of our audience may remember last year for a six-week span. We were we on did. during that time slot. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to hear um, an, another special edition of that uh, Saturday, July 20th, which is yes. the uh, third round of the Open Championship. Yes. Uh, we, you know, we grinded this out as a Golf Talk Canada team. And we, you know, so we will get nasty. I know we're going to get nasty uh, Twitter messages already. Why aren't you going to? Oh, but listen, we made a collective decision to decide not to go with a live show against the third round of the Open Championship because we figured you'd probably be watching the Open Championship <laughs> or want to listen to the coverage of the Open Championship if you are a golf fan. So that or was it would have been us just watching the TV and and saying and being commentators. Yes, or being commentators. So Maybe. so. If you are upset with our decision, we apologize in advance, and we will be back live July 27th for a new radio program following the Open Championship. But Golf Talk Canada TV has stuff coming up. Yes, Golf Talk Canada TV. So this week uh, we're going to have a special Canadian, uh, hoping a fully Canadian edition, if a Canadian goes on to win on the PGA Tour. Go Hadwin. We're going to hear Bob's conversation with Brooke Henderson. uh, A very busy LPGA schedule coming up. uh, Back-to-back majors at the end of the month. So uh, we'll, we'll be hearing from Brooke talking about her historic victory at the uh, CP Women's Open last year. And hopefully uh, we talked about uh, Canadian winning on the PJ Tour as well. And that will lead into two one-hour Golf Talk Canada TV programs, a one-hour Golf Talk Canada Open Championship preview special, and a one-hour Golf Talk Canada Open Championship wrap-up special. We keep going here on GTC. Do we ever. It never ends. Boys, only about uh, 30 seconds left. Uh, Rest of the weekend, golf. We have golf. Golf tomorrow. Golf tomorrow at Weston, Bob. Golf at Bayview. Golf today. Uh, This afternoon, a little event. Yeah, I'm going to play uh, I'm going to play the hunt. I'm going to play the hunt this right. week. Guys, have a great weekend. Uh, great to see you both as always. Uh have a safe and happy weekend. Get out there, play golf, enjoy this hot weather. Don't complain about it, comment about it. Well done. Uh thanks so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Woo! This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. 
Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.